0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast. My name is Abby Aslan and I'm the host of this podcast. Sorry if I sound a little funky, I am like laying down on my stomach recording this episode. I have like my computer and microphone in front of me and I'm just like sitting here recording so like my, I feel like my voice sounds weird because I'm just like not sitting up straight or anything. But also, I just, like, haven't had a lot of water today, and I feel like my throat is super dry. Anyways, today, um, I'm going to be talking about creating and cultivating, like, a night routine that works for you. I'm kind of doing this in part because I think it's a great way for me to kind of hold myself, like, accountable, even, like, with my night routine, just because I feel like I was doing so good with having, like, a non-negotiable night routine um, earlier in the semester, and then as things, like, got busier... I like gradually started like neglecting different parts of it and there's definitely like aspects of my night routine still in place but some of the things that like really made a difference in my night routine I haven't been doing as consistently and frequently and I noticed a difference in that so I was like Playing this episode will hopefully get me back on track for that and hopefully help y'all out. I know like we all love talking about routines and everything and listening to other people's routines and I'm gonna like kind of walk through like my night routine that's effective and just like different ways that you can do things um, at night just to like make your next day better, and share different ways to have an effective night routine, Um, like ideas if you're just kind of like lost and you just don't really know what to do. Um, so yeah, that's the gist of today's episode. Um, let's go ahead and get into the quotes, goal, and gratitude. My quote for this week is from Pinterest, of course, and it says, Never aim to be the best version of yourself, for that implies that there is a limit to your being, a threshold that you must meet, a high point that you will eventually reach, Instead, aim to be the better version of your yesterday self, for that implies that there is no limit. Your growth is infinite and there will always be a part of you that is still out there to meet. I loved this quote because I'm like guilty of saying like, oh, you know, like I'm just striving to be the best version of myself and I feel like I try to encourage other people to do the same thing. But I really like how this is just like a perspective switch telling you to be the better version of your yesterday self because I never thought of it from the perspective of whenever you're trying to be the best version of yourself that there's like this like point out there in the future that you have to reach and that you'll meet and then once you reach that it's done when in reality that's like not how our progression as individuals works and there's never really like an end point or end goal. So I really, really liked that. Um really helped me shift my perspective. My goal this week is to try and be present and also just like manage my time well. This is like our dead week of classes, which just basically means that we're like not really supposed to have anything due this week. Um, I still have all my classes to go to, but we just don't have any assignments due um, just because it's the week before finals, which is so insane to think about. I don't know where the semester went. This was by far the fastest semester I've ever experienced of college, which makes zero cents whatsoever because we didn't have a spring break so this is like the longest I've gone in all of college without having a break and it has by far been the fastest semester and it's just crazy to think that it's almost done I, I would be like so much more of a wreck right now if I like didn't have my summer class but since I have a summer class in person here it's like it doesn't feel like I'm about to be done so that's kind of like not making me freak out right now whereas I think I probably would be otherwise but yeah, I just want to manage my time well because I do have I do have to take a midterm within the next week for my online class that I'm taking and then I'll have two finals and a project due the week after that and it's a lot to do um I feel like just with my the subjects and and stuff it's just like a lot. So, definitely want to manage my time well but also just like be present because even though I'm not necessarily leaving um my like three friends that I have here are leaving, so that's sad, and I'm, it's just kind of, like, now hitting me, like, that they're probably going to be leaving pretty soon, so, really sucks, but that's life, and my gratitude for this week, I'm just so thankful for another year of life, and all the people in my life, um, if y'all didn't know, I'm recording this on Sunday the 18th, and I turned 23 yesterday on the 17th of April, and, um, thank you to all of you who took the time out of your day to, like, message me on Instagram, or, um, comment on, the facebook post that susan so kindly put in the podcast um facebook group which you should join if you haven't already it's just the Gen Z girl podcast and it's a great little community and it just like makes my day when you know you all are kind enough to just take time out of your day to wish someone that you don't even personally know happy birthday like so kind um so thank you so much for that and um just feeling very grateful to be alive and well and healthy and really grateful for all the people in my life um, I, you know, I was telling like my friends and my boyfriend yesterday, I was like, I, I really don't like birthdays like at all. Um, and it was so funny cause I had told my boyfriend like earlier this past week, I was like, yeah, I usually cry every year on my birthday. And he just kind of looked at me and he was so confused. Cause he was like, I haven't seen you cry on your birthday before. And I was like, well, yeah, a lot of the times I don't cry like in front of you. It'll be like when I'm falling asleep at night or if I'm in the shower or something. And I know it sounds like super depressing, but it's really, like, not that deep. It's just the whole, like, I don't know. There's so much anticipation and build up for it. And I think, like, each year you just realize you're getting older and older and that it's not, like, it doesn't really – I don't know. Because, like, when you're little, it's, like, the biggest deal ever. So then kind of, like, growing out of that is what I think makes me – not sad, but it just makes me – have this realization of like holy cow like I'm getting old and it just freaks me out and then um, I just get like overwhelmed and also it's just like I have like always had the timing of like my birthday it's always been like around standardized testing or like some big exam like I had to take this five-hour exam on my birthday last year and like so there's always a lot of stress (laughs) normally associated with my birthday too so I normally just like cry from like the um weird range of emotions going from being, like, really stressed on my birthday, but then because of those things, outward things, and then also having, like, the really, like, emotional high of, like, it being my birthday, that, like, range of emotions, like, makes me emotional, so I don't know why I'm going on this tangent, but anyways, um, I just kind of, like, was thinking yesterday naturally in my birthday reflection mood, um, I guess you could call it, about how much I sort of just sucked this past year at letting like stuff get to me and letting like things and other people like affect my attitude and my mood and my overall happiness and I just decided yesterday I was like I am so over that like I I am not letting myself do that in my 23rd year like or ever hopefully again but obviously it's hard um, at times because sometimes we're a lot more like vulnerable to like Outside things than other times, and I just really felt like 22 was such a year. I feel like I learned more and like realized more from a things happening and b just from reflection um, of like past things. I learned more in my 22nd year than I had like any other year, so it was like kind of overwhelming in a sense, just because I feel like I had like a lot of awakening awakenings in a sense. And at the same time, with all of that happening, I feel like with all that, those shifts of just, like, learning all these lessons, like, and, you know, some things being really hard to learn, others I'm really thankful I learned, and, like, that kind of thing, but at the same time, I just feel like there are a lot of moments where I really let my overall happiness, like, depend on, you know, outside external factors that I have, like, no control over, or other people's opinions, and I'm just so over that, like, I want my happiness to be entirely up to me, and I just had that epiphany yesterday. I was like, what am I doing? Like, why am I letting so much stuff, like, affect me that I should not let have power over me? And I think making that conscious decision can take you really far when you have that realization because it's just, like, a little bit shocking to your system whenever you're like, I really let myself be upset and miserable because of something that, you know – somebody did or said that maybe, like, hurt my feelings or wasn't right or because of something that didn't go the way I planned. Like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. So that was my little, um, one spiel for my birthday, I guess you could say, that I wanted to share with you all. But I just had that realization yesterday, and I was like, I cannot do this anymore. This is exhausting. I, my happiness is up to me, and this year was, like, so draining in so many ways, um, but also life-giving from the lessons I did learn. And, I want this year to be all about like, you know, applying those lessons in my life and like actually like living and experiencing and living in the moment and, you know, letting those emotions be up to me and me only. So let's go ahead and get into the episode with that. Um, And really, I think that so, so many of us think that or we think of night routines as something that is confined to like the evening hours or nighttime hours Um, I mean, after all, it is called a night routine. But I do think we all have the potential to drastically transform our days and our nights, of course, if we expand the reach and definition of a night routine into our day, like to involve our day. And what I mean by that is that what we do and how our day goes largely sets us up for how our night will go. And if you think of your day as like a row of 24 dominoes with like each hour affecting the next and it having a chain reaction. That's kind of how I think of my day. It's like, okay, like the way I spend my day and the way my day goes and the way I spend the hours of my day will determine how my night goes and then how my night goes will determine how my next day goes just because like how much, how late I have to stay up determines how much sleep I get and then how much sleep I get determines when I get up the next day and start getting things done. Each hour affects the next and it has a chain reaction and you may think that this is like an exhausting way of thinking of things or just like a stretch but the main goal and point of me like saying that is expanding your night routine into your day is just really creating more rest for yourself in the long run despite how much extra work it may take on your part and I say work lightly um, kind of putting it in quotations. It's like a minimal extra effort to make sure you're creating more rest for yourself in the end. And I feel like I notice a big difference when I'm unintentional with my night routine versus when I'm, like, intentional with it. And when I'm unintentional, it looks something like, you know, not really having a dinner plan figured out and just kind of waiting till the last minute to, you know, whip something together if I have stuff or something or take time to go pick something up, Um, mindlessly scrolling on my phone a lot, putting off anything I need to do until I get, like, a second wind of energy late at night. Leaving my like common living area, which I usually like to have pretty tidy tidy and absolute mess. Um, Not truly giving myself me time or any time to unwind. It just creates for a difficult time falling asleep, not getting enough sleep, um, added stress from just putting things off till the last minute and then realizing I'm not going to get enough sleep, which causes me to stress out more and just being in a worse mood from being on my phone too much and just setting myself up for chaos the next morning in general. And when I'm intentional with my night routine, it's basically the opposite of all all of that. You know, I have a dinner plan in place and, you know, it's efficient and effective for me and my schedule. I don't, I usually stay off my phone after dinner, trying to knock out as much work as I can before dinner time and finishing up anything left over right after dinner, creating a calm space and environment for myself to like allow myself to rest and wind down, getting in bed around 11 or 1130 so I can get a full eight hours of sleep doing a little bit of reading, cleaning up so I can wake up to a clean space, maybe p- picking out my outfit and getting my things together for the next morning. I just feel like my intentional nights, I set myself up for a better rest and a better morning the next day. And that's always what I want for myself because in the end, it saves me a lot of hassle and stress. And morning routines and night routines and really just routines in general aren't one size fits all, and we all know this. That's why it's important to do a self-check and reflect on what you think you need at the end of the day and structure your routine around that. For example, with night routines, think of how you normally feel at the end of your day. I think this is a fabulous way to get yourself sort of in the groove of figuring out like what your body and your mind and soul is telling you that you need at the end of the day. And based off of that, you can structure your night routine on that feeling. So just as some examples um, of how you may Feel at the end of the day just to get your mind jogging and like thinking of how you may want to be spending your night. If you're someone and you feel like you have a lot of emotions bottled up at the end of the day and just find yourself with a constantly running mind when you're trying to fall asleep that doesn't really shut off, maybe doing something like journaling or reading a book that's, you know, like maybe like a light fiction read before bed may be really beneficial to implement into your routine. Because it allows you to either dump those emotions or distract – well, emotions or thoughts, whatever – or distract yourself from those emotions and thoughts with reading a book so that you're not just like letting those thoughts consume your mind and consume your energy when you should be resting. And if that's one that I relate to a lot and that's why I normally try to read for like 15 or 30 minutes a night. I don't typically journal at night, but I have had times in my life where – I've, I've found journaling at night to be more beneficial than any other time of day because maybe I just had a really crazy day or I'm going through a lot emotionally and I just feel like I need to dump it all out. That's when I'll do it at night so that I can just, you know, put it on a page and then put it to rest. And then it's out of my mind on the paper and I can close it up and go to bed. And if you're someone who has slower days usually and you naturally maybe have more energy at night, You can use your night to get things done and use the day to do anything else, but just make sure you get enough sleep. And this one, I totally understand, you know, like you may not be on a normal schedule. You may even work the night shift for all I know. Um, And, you know, some people, they just have, they work better at night. They have more energy at night. I know for me personally, if I stay up past midnight, I will get a second one of energy and I could probably stay up till 3 a.m. But that's why I try to go to bed before midnight um, all the time. So... If you're someone who, you know, it takes you a while to get up in the morning and you just really don't do as much during the day and you do have more energy at night, that's totally fine. You know, do what you need to do at night to get things done. And if you have that um, ability to like wake up later in the day, that's totally fine. Just make sure your night routine is catered to the fact that, you know, it's going to be more work heavy and that um, you do need to make sure you're still getting enough sleep. And if what you do during the day isn't something that's very social and you almost feel, like, lonely and, like, your social battery is, like, way too full for it being the end of the day and you feel like you need to be social, phone calling a friend or a family member may be something beneficial for you to do each night. And even if it's not phone calling, like, you just need to, like, text a friend and, like, check in with them or maybe it's honestly something as simple as, like, watching – someone's like IGTV or like watching a video on YouTube or something that just makes you feel like you're socializing I know I have days where I'm like I think I've literally said a total of 15 words today and I'm normally fine with that because I am naturally more introverted but especially like when I'm having like very heavy study days and like my classes are maybe like super like lecture heavy those days and they're not a lot of participation I find myself on those days being like, okay, I feel like I could just be a chatterbox right now for like an hour and it would be great. And in those situations, you know, I may like want to catch up with a friend. um, I may want to, you know, call one of my family members or like I said, just like do something that feels social to me. So I feel like I'm exerting some of that energy that wasn't expended during the day. And on the other end of that, if you're someone who has to be very social during the day, you know, if your job requires you to talk a lot and have a lot of conversation with people, and you feel the need to completely shut off at night, I totally get that too. Set those boundaries for yourself. You know, put your phone on do not disturb after a certain time, so you don't feel obligated to respond to other people when your social battery is not charged for that. And respect those boundaries for yourself. And if you sit in front of a screen for most of the most of the day, um, make sure your night routine is as screen free as possible. I know for me, like on my tuesdays and thursdays when i'm in class like literally all day long and in between my like my like small break during the day i'm like on my computer doing other work and then when i get home i'm usually trying to like start my homework or i'm having to do something for youtube i like have to make sure that i'm just like not really on my phone at all those days and doing that sets me up for my nighttime routine so that i'm not even more like Screen hungover than I already am from my computer, and then also I just like don't like to get on my phone or really watch TV or YouTube videos or anything um, on those days, just because I've had so much screen time. And then if you have to sit all day, um, like if you're in an office job or something, you know, think of how you can maybe get some energy out at night. Sorry if y'all just heard my dog shake on the bed, Um, but maybe just try and. And get some of that energy out at night because I do think that, like, from my time of having an internship in an office setting, I really always just, like, felt almost restless because I didn't expend enough energy during the day. Because I was sitting in a chair most of the day. And I would try to, like, get walks in. And I probably worked out two or three times a week. But on those days when I didn't work out... And I was sitting in a chair all day. I would go home, eat dinner, and then just be exhausted and immediately go lay in bed or sit on the couch. I would, like, never sleep well because I just straight up literally did not do anything that required any energy during the day. So maybe think of, like, a workout you could do in the evening or just structure your day to have your workouts in the evening because I think that's probably more optimal for your um, routine and your night routine than working out in the morning per se, if you're someone who has to sit all day, just because, um, and it doesn't even have to be, like, (laughs) you don't have to go to the gym and, like, do a strength training workout, but, you know, maybe going on a walk after dinner or doing some, like, nighttime stretching or yoga or something like that for a period of time could be really helpful for you. So now that I've kind of, like, hopefully jogged your memory to where you can sit here and reflect as you're listening and just think, like, How does my day typically go on a day-to-day basis? And like, what do I feel like I need? You know, like do that self-inventory and just be like, where am I lacking when the nighttime rolls around? Where do I, what do I feel like I need more of? What do I feel like I need less of? And just kind of structure your routine based off of that. And now I'm going to segue into sort of just like ways to have an effective night routine. Basically just things that I think are beneficial to everyone, no matter what your day looks like or what your night looks like. I think these are all great ideas and, you know, just things that can be really beneficial. So the first thing is to, you know, stay off electronics and away from screens as much as possible um, to save your eyes from straining, of course, and so you don't mess up your sleep cycle. There have been tons and tons of studies done that show the effect of, you know, having that screen time before bed and how it affects, like, your deep sleep cycles and everything. And I don't know, like, the precise scientific details of it all but I have definitely read some of those studies before and I know that it does affect how you sleep and I know that I always wake up with a migraine if I have too much screen time before bed and even if it's not a lot before bed if I've just had a lot of screen time during the day I will wake up with a migraine the next day and it's always in the exact same spot and I just think that in general like any screen time putting the like light the blue light aspect of it aside, screen time typically means you're like consuming some kind of content or something. And I just don't think that's the best way for you to end off your day because you're ending off your day like with other people's, you know, thoughts and feelings and their reflections instead of just like giving yourself that time. And I just think that it's better to give that time to yourself instead of giving it to other people. The next thing is to listen to your body when it comes to having dinner. Um, for me, I have to be, like, careful because I know that when I if I eat after a certain time, um, it can, like, make me really, like, uneasy and, like, not very restful during the night. Um, there's, like, certain foods I know that just, like, don't really sit well with my body if I have to eat them later and then, like, try and go to sleep soon after because it results in me in tossing or turning all night or not being able to fall asleep. So I try to make sure I only eat those meals, which it's typically things that are, like, super high in sodium. Um, I try to only eat them when I know I can eat dinner before a certain time. And this is something that's really small that I think often gets overlooked. Like, um, I've definitely had times before, you know, where I've had, like, late night library studying sessions and the only thing I can eat is, you know, like, fast food. And then and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But I'll go get it and I'm eating it at, like, 10 o'clock, 10.30, and then, um, which I haven't done this in forever, but I did this in undergrad a lot if I was, like, out studying or whatever, and, or even if I had just gone out and didn't really eat dinner, and then I'm eating dinner really late, I will never, I could never, ever, ever sleep well because my stomach would just hurt from eating, like, off my schedule, I guess you could say, and then also just, like, what I was eating is typically, like, just not, it doesn't like sit well with me that late at night. So I think just listening to your body is the, the key thing there, you know, like listen to what your body needs at the end of the day. Um, same thing. Like if you feel like more hungry after dinner, you know, like listen to your body because I have times where I'll eat a dinner and I'm like, uh, I feel like I didn't just eat. I'm still so hungry and I'll make sure like I like eat until I feel like satisfied because, I don't want to be going to bed with my stomach like aching from being like more hungry if that makes sense. So I always like to like listen to my body so I can just, you know, make sure it's satisfied, make sure I'm doing all I can to avoid any like upset stomachs and everything. And I just feel like that, that can do a lot more for you than you think it can. Next is to set an alarm on your phone. To signal you to start winding down. I think this is this isn't necessarily necessary for everyone, but I think it's super effective for anybody that's like maybe a workaholic that does a lot of work at night and just accidentally loses track of time. Um, my phone, it automatically goes on do not disturb at eleven PM, I think. I would change it to 10 PM. I haven't yet, but a lot of times if I'm like working on If I'm having to wrap up like a group project or something and I'm texting someone in my group, I don't want to miss like a question from somebody because my phone's on do not disturb. I feel like 11 is a little bit more of like an acceptable time for that. But I don't, I try not to get on social media or anything at all after dinner time and then um, it goes on do not disturb at 11. But I think like if you can do it even earlier than that and just sort of, even if it's not do not disturb, just turning on an alarm on your phone at like, 9 p.m. if that's the time that works for you that like reminds you to sort of shift your energy and to winding down instead of working that can be really beneficial for you because you don't want to just work into the night and then just be like oh crap um it's midnight now and I just got to go to sleep and I can't do anything I typically do to help me unwind at night and then you're going straight to bed after doing a bunch of work which switching your mindset up that quickly it's probably going to be hard for you to fall asleep quickly Next is to allow yourself to take time with yourself and I think when I say this, I mean it for like showering, self-care, etc. I hate being rushed when I'm getting ready for anything and that's why I love showering at night so much even if it's just like a body shower because I have nowhere to be but my bed and I know I can take my time with getting ready for bed and it's honestly just like the most consistent part of my night. I like to think of my shower as, like, my true end of the day, so I do it towards the end of the night, usually, like, it's, like, the second, the last thing I'll do, and I literally like to, like, imagine it is washing off my stress and washing off the day when I'm in the shower, and something about, like, visualizing that while actually showering is extremely stress relieving to me, and it just helps me sort of, like, leave today's problems to today, and, like, they don't go past that shower I have. And not carry them into bed at night. Like, I, when I don't do this part of my routine and I just kind of like rush through it and I don't really think about it, I feel like the things that I have on my mind that are stressing me out, I just carry with me to bed and then I fall asleep stressed out and as a result, don't sleep well. So I like to just take my time in the shower and just visualize, like, okay, I'm like literally just like rinsing away today's problems, you know, like I, can't do anything else with this today like we're leaving this to today and I like to take time just like with applying my lotion and doing my nighttime skincare routine afterwards as well and I usually try to set the mood during all of this with some kind of combination of like a calming playlist maybe um my salt lamp on and like lighting a candle just to sort of like make it my little like sanctuary of like taking my time and switching that mood into and that energy into like calming down and you know, leaving everything before that moment to that day, and then everything after that shower being focused on unwinding and getting rest. The next thing is to prep your room. You know, fluff your pillows up, turn the lights down low, put the thermostat on a temperature that you're comfortable sleeping with. Um, you know, like use some kind of a sleep mist or oil diffuser. Close the curtains and blinds. Whatever you have to do to like make your sleeping space into a sanctuary, do it. And there's so many different things that people do, you know, like to prep their bedroom or whatever for sleep. But for me personally, it's always like you know eliminating any light and making it as dark as possible. Um, I like to sleep with it really cold because I'm a naturally very warm person. So <laughs> our apartment is very cold most of the time, and I. I haven't done this in a while, but for a while I was doing um, lavender essential oil diffuser and I wouldn't have it necessarily like right next to me um, when I'm sleeping. It's like across the room and it's just like the perfect subtle diffusion in the air of just like a lavender scent and it is very, very calming. So I recommend doing that if you do have an essential oil diffuser. Next is cleaning up areas that you want to clean and tidy up before bed so that you can wake up to order instead of waking up to chaos this is something small that just makes my morning so much better i am literally instantly in a terrible mood if i wake up to like a super messy environment like with the kitchen sink full of dishes and you know with just like if trash is like all over the place or it not all over the place but you know if i didn't really pick up from dinner that well or the living room i have all my study stuff everywhere my school stuff everywhere I just feel so much better if I just take five to ten minutes to just tidy up those common spaces. You know, it's not the end of the world. My bedroom is a mess because I know I'll eventually get to it. But those common spaces where I'm, like, kind of spending most of my time during the day, I really, really like to have more orderly. And, you know, like, I always, the way, like, um, my boyfriend and I do dishes, like, he always um, unloads and I always load. So I just always make sure, you know, like, he always makes sure it's unloaded, before dinner time so that after dinner I can just go ahead and load everything from dinner and then run the dishwasher at night so that you know I don't have to worry about dishes the next morning and it just seriously makes for a much better better mood for me the next day and the next thing is to make your next day to-do list the night before so that you can avoid the whole laying in bed running through everything you have to do the next day situation I find that I'm so bad about doing this. Um, if I don't make a to-do list for the next day, the night before, which this is something I literally always do. Like I already have tomorrow's play or I almost said playlist. <laughs> I already have tomorrow's to-do list made um, for me and I really had it made this morning and I find myself when I don't do that, I will lay in bed and I'm just like making sure I I will run through all the things I need to do the next day and then I'll sit there and think like, oh, I didn't write that one down or oh, like I'm gonna end up forgetting about this and then I have to like pick up my phone and put it in my to- in my notes or something so that I remember it. And it's just so much better to do it before you get in bed so that you can, you know, figure out what things you wanna fit in the next day and figure out what things you actually need to do the night before. It's just a lot less stressful than waking up in the morning and scrambling to figure out what you need to do. It's just a proactive way of planning for your next day and it saves you time the next day so you can just wake up and get started instead of wake up and then take time to question what you need to do and figure things out and figure what you're going to do first. It's just so much better. It helps me fall asleep quicker at night and easier at night because I'm not sitting there like running through everything in my head because I know it's all been written down and taken care of. The next thing is to stretch. I'm not the best about doing this. This is something I'm like really working to do more of every night. And I hold a lot of stress in like my neck and my shoulders and my hips actually. So I'm trying to get better about doing like some gentle nighttime stretches to relieve tension from those areas at night and I just feel so much more relaxed and ready to sleep and calm when I do so and I've seen like a lot of nighttime stretches on you know like YouTube like YouTube videos you can look some up on Google I think TikTok will probably have some and it's just one of those like little acts of self-love that I think is so strong because I notice if I'm like super tense when I'm laying down in bed that's I normally can't get comfortable to fall asleep and then it takes me like an hour to fall asleep because I just can't get comfortable and a lot of times it's just because I am holding so much stress in such like large areas of my body that are impacted when I sleep obviously and just impacted throughout the day so I just feel a lot better when I take like five minutes to just do some gentle stretching to just try and relieve that stress and next and last for effective ways to sort of you know, have a night routine or create an effective night routine, just find a way to devote a minimum of 30 minutes to yourself every night that is your time and is not dependent on how your day goes or what your plans are. You know, it's something you do for yourself every single night, no matter how the day went. And it's a way for you to show up for yourself with no excuses and do something good that you can look forward to. And it provides a constant when the rest of your life, you know, may be chaotic And I just think that that's, like, the beauty in the morning and night routines is that it's, you know, always going to be there for you as long as you show up and show up for yourself. And it won't change as long as, like, you make that time for it and you commit yourself to it. And now I just want to walk through, like, kind of, like, my – on a perfect night, like, what my night routine looks like. Like I said earlier, I'm, like, not perfect. I'm human and – I get busy, and then I start neglecting certain areas of it, and a lot of times, like, one or two of these things, like, wouldn't happen on the same night. It's usually, like, one or the other, which I'll get into, but I just wanted to walk through kind of, like, applying everything I just said and, like, share with you all, like, what my night routine typically looks like if I am, you know, showing up for myself (laughs) completely. So first, I will finish up as much work as possible before dinner, like I said earlier and finish anything else up like immediately after and I kind of I really like that structure because I try to treat it as like the nine to five mindset where I try to get as much work done as possible and like a typical work day of time especially on the days when I don't have class I'm like okay I'm gonna try to get everything done by you know dinner time and then that way when dinner rolls around if I'm done that's great I can make dinner and you know start unplugging then basically And if not, dinner serves as like the perfect break to just sort of like nourish myself and then I can, you know, hop right back where I left off um, after dinner and wrap things up. It never, ever, ever ends well if I save everything for after dinner because then I just end up putting it all off until so late into the night and it never works out if I work until dinner And then dinner rolls around and then I end up, you know, kind of starting my night routine and I'm like, oh, I still got to do this work. I'll do the exact same thing where I just put it off as late as possible. And it just is a really inefficient way of working because I take a lot longer to finish things because I'm sitting there trying to procrastinate them instead of getting as much done as possible, taking a break and eating dinner and then just knocking out the rest of it right after dinner. And then obviously, you know, like I like to make dinner on an ideal night. Um, I really don't like eating out that often. I like to like, on the weekend is just sort of, like, a, okay, like, you know, weeks over, I can treat myself with, like, not having to cook, um, for once, and I think I've, like, mentioned before, I typically cook, like, five nights a week, I would say, on average, um, and it's, it always gets so hectic around, like, finals time and my birthday and everything, because it's just, like, oh, gosh, I I forgot I have to, like, do this last part of the project, like, I don't even know what I have in my fridge right now to make, and, like, everything just gets super thrown off and hectic, so, A lot of times that does change, like, during this time of year. But anyways, on a perfect night, you know, like, I would make dinner, um, load the dishes, like, as I'm cooking dinner and after dinner and just, like, clean up everything afterwards. Um, That's, like, the best feeling to me is being able to get most of the dishes done, like, during dinner and loaded and then, like, have, like, a five-minute cleanup after. It's, like, very ideal. Um, And then obviously not getting on social media is, like, really all after dinner and just really in general as little as possible throughout the day. I really like to light um, candles that have, like, very light scents at night. Um, I I think of just, like, the – I don't know. You know, like, there's, like, the eucalyptus type of smells or, like, a lavender. Um, Nothing too, like, floral and invigorating, I guess you could say. But anything, like, on the more calming side. I love lighting candles at nighttime. Like, I love the, like, overall aesthetic of them at nighttime. Like, the way the flames look and everything and then also just the smell – It's amazing. It's just like one of those little things that like actually helps me unwind so much. And then if I don't have any work to finish, I'll typically like either spend time with my boyfriend by like watching an episode of a show with him or just hanging out with him on the couch. If that means I'm like planning out my podcast on my computer and he is, which is technically still work, but in my mind it doesn't always feel like work. Um, And he may be like doing something on his computer or watching a show Um, on an ideal night. Like if I don't have a ton going on. That's what I would do like after dinner time. And then um, that would probably be for like 30 minutes or an hour. And then I always like to prepare for the next day and at least just have an idea of what I'm going to wear the next day. Um, if I don't know what I'm going to wear, I just feel like my mornings are chaotic because I'm like scrambling to look at the weather and then figure out what I want to wear. And I'm like, oh, I don't really like the way this looks. And I feel like it, if the night before, if I just at least like, have two options in my head things are just so much more smooth in the morning and I check the weather the night before so that I'm never like surprised the next day like when I walk outside and it's too cold or too hot or it's raining or whatever I always like to you know just prepare myself as much as possible and going along with that I like to get like my backpack and computer together um you know like have my computer charging and then like have my backpack set next to my computer and computer charger so that it's ready to go with me to class have our water filter completely filled up so it can filter overnight and there's, you know, water filtered and ready and waiting for me the next morning. Um, Just doing all those little things that just like make my morning easier the next day. And I also like to take time usually to like play with my dog and I obviously like walk her at night to get her energy out before bed. Um, And just because she's like after like 6 p.m., like she pretty much sleeps the rest of the day, but we normally try to like get her a little like riled up like right before her walk And then um, I'll just like be, you know, like playing fetch with her in her apartment with her toys or, you know, tug of war with her toys or something, just trying to get her energy out. And of course, like I said earlier, make my to do list for the next day. I'll just like sit down and sort of like visualize my day happening the next day from start to end. Um, Think of any deadlines I have, like things that are due, get all that stuff written out so that it's, you know, there and ready for me in the morning and I don't have to think twice about like what I need to do that day and I can just start getting it done obviously, take a shower and do my skincare. Um, I love, like, taking my time with that, like I said earlier, and having, like, a nighttime tea is also really great. This was something I was doing, like, really, really consistently um, in the winter earlier this semester, and I think part of it was because it was the winter, and it was just, like, freezing, and it, like, fit the vibes very well. Um, Let me look at what the name of that tea was that I always drank. It was a... I think it was, like, it was by the brand Puka, which is P-U-K-A, and I think it was the, um, I'm trying to, like, remember which one it is. It's in my kitchen, and I'm just, like, spacing right now. I really want to find this for you all, because it was, like, seriously the most calming tea ever, and, um, oh, it's the chamomile, vanilla, and manuka honey Puka tea. And I love it so much. I don't know what it is, but it was, like, so calming on my stomach. And just so, like, always felt so good. You know what? I'm going to make a cup tonight because we are getting back into the night routine grind, guys. Because I've been so bad about, like, certain parts of it lately. Like, some parts I'm, like, always good about. Like, taking the shower, doing skincare, making my to-do list for the next day, um, preparing myself for the next day with, like, my things and my outfit and everything. And, like, with my dog and social media I feel like all those things are constants but like the things that I really really get lazy about and sort of don't show up for myself for are you know like drinking tea reading and um you know getting lazy with dinners whenever I get really busy or working too late into the night those four things I really really struggle with and I just want to get better about like having them as non-negotiables, because in the grand scheme of things, like, even if I just read for 10 minutes, I'm showing up for myself, like, that is 10 minutes I'm giving myself to me, and it helps me fall asleep, it helps me sleep better, um, but yeah, that, anyways, (laughs) that puka tea, chamomile, vanilla, and manuka honey is so, so good at nighttime. I love it so much, and thinking about it right now, and I cannot wait to make some, and I, lastly, like I just mentioned, I really, really like to read at night, Um, I honestly don't like reading during the day that much unless I'm, like, at home at the beach or, like, on vacation or something just because it actually does, like, almost always put me to sleep, especially if I'm sitting down or, like, laying down. Um, but I, like, have a Kindle Paperwhite and I absolutely love it because it can be pitch black in the room, but I can, like, be laying in bed in, like, a very weird, like, sleeping position but still be reading a book because I'm not having to, like, hold the book up. I'm just holding a very, like, small, not very small, but, like, a very nicely sized (laughs) little screen and it you know is lit on its own and it's not like a harsh light or anything on your eyes and it's just a dream and I love being able to do that before night or before I go to sleep because it just is the perfect way to wind myself down get myself tired get my eyes tired and just really read until I get sleepy enough to fall asleep and like on The best nights, I'm, like, asleep by, like, 11.15, but most times, realistically, I'll say it's, like, 11.30, and lately, it's been, like, midnight, but I like to try for 11.30 because I like to get up between 7.30 and 8 most mornings, but if I do go to bed at midnight, I try to sleep in until 8 so that I can, like, get that full eight hours of sleep as much as possible, but I hope this episode was helpful for you all. I really just wanted to, like, kind of share all that stuff to hopefully get you brainstorming to, you know figure out what way you can show up for yourself and like figure out what you need at the end of the day personally because like I said this is on a personal basis it's up to you and like what you feel like you need and I really think that you know how you spend your day will affect that night but then how you spend that night and like what you do for yourself that night will affect like the next morning and the next day and you know ideally we can have like this perfect balance where we're getting a ton done during the day to where we can like truly relax as much as possible at night and then we feel nice and rested and recharged the next day. But it's not always that way. But I think that if you have those few things that, you know, are non-negotiables and you show up for yourself every night, you can always count on them to be there waiting for you at the end of a stressful day. And that's just beautiful to me because it's the best thing ever when I'm like in a long day of classes and I am just exhausted and I sit there and I just like think like, oh my goodness, I have like a warm cup of tea waiting for me at the end of the night, lighting a candle, you know, taking a shower, washing the day off and reading for 20 minutes and going to bed and getting all, you know, cozied up. That's the best thing to think about whenever I'm like stressed during the day because it just instantly like reminds me to keep going and it's almost motivating because it makes me want to get more done so that I can take that time for myself like, guilt-free and not feel guilty about, like, taking time for myself, which you should never feel guilty for anyways, but I know it's, like, a natural thought we have whenever we do have a lot going on and have a lot to do and everything, but I hope this helped, and I really just wanted to do this to also help hold myself accountable, like I said, but I love you all so much, and I will talk to you all next week, and be sure to show up for yourself this week in your night routine, and um, I'd love to hear... And like the podcast Facebook group or on Instagram or something like how you're, you know, structuring your night routine or if you found anything like profound that like really, really works for you. I would love to hear it. So be sure to follow the Gen Z Girl podcast on Instagram and join the Gen Z Girl podcast Facebook group and I will talk to you all next week.